Know your reformers. John Calvin was a French pastor, an author of the Institutes of the Christian Religion. His writings and ministry made Geneva, Switzerland a hotbed of Reformed theology. His institutes are still guiding documents for Reformed churches across the globe. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Have you ever met a next-door Nazi? Bet you have. This is Wretched Radio. Are you familiar with Nextdoor? It is a site, your community no doubt has one, where neighbors can be neighborly electronically because who wants to talk to an actual human being over the fence where you can post requests. Hey, does anybody know of a good painter? My gutters are clogged. Anybody cheap and good that you know about? Hey, my dog got lost. Have you seen him? That's what next door was invented to be. But it is also turned into yet another environment where people express their views indicating an exceedingly low view of man. Anthropology is a study that deserves our attention. This is not the first time we've talked about it. I see it constantly in the news stories that consternate each and every one of us. What's going on? It's a low view of man. It is a low view of all things biblical, right, good, and true. It is a different worldview. And anthropology is, I think at the, it, it, it's, it's near the bullseye, if not right in it, as to why you and I are seeing next-door Nazis berate people who actually have the audacity to say, hey, did anybody see the guy who broke my car window and took my purse? How dare you? Well, maybe you shouldn't leave your car out like that. Just just leave it unlocked so they don't break the windows when they take your purse. What? 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 We have to let people live autonomously. And we cannot, we dare not, as a collective, say some things are wrong and you need to conform to society and not vice versa. Collectively, we know better. And furthermore, not only do we sometimes know better, we are actually going to impose that right thinking on people who have bad thinking because we know better. And, and the problem is because we are all judges unto ourselves. Every man does that which is right in his own eyes. There's nothing new under the sun in this regard that, that, that we don't want to tell people that this is the better way. On next door recently, there was a skirmish that happened in our neighborhood because in our suburb, uh, there are some homeless people. And these people wander the streets, but one in particular, apparently, has decided to set up shop between a restaurant and a grocery store. And he uses it as his home, probably does dumpster diving, has a grocery cart full of goods and things that he's collected. And uses the parking lot as his bathroom. And some people went on next door and said, um, is there anything that the authorities can do to keep the public's parking lot from becoming a potty? How dare you? You've got to leave them alone. They're free to be me. And how dare you impose your better thinking on them? Well, because we have better thinking and, and we just know better. Uh, recently, there was a really long, I mean, it was a beating. I think it was in the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken. It was an article that asked the question, which I probably have here someplace. Should we let people with anorexia die? They are clearly presenting themselves as struggling with body image issues uh, they get checked into a hospital, and there is a, there's a process that people go through regarding being diagnosed and getting the state involved and restraining them to make sure that they can't hurt themselves. And people are going, well, should we really do that? Now, I'm, I'm not going to critique the process. That's not the point. But people are saying you just can't impose your values on the person who is starving him or herself to death. What is, what is that? That's autonomy again. It's a low view of humanity. That, that we love individualism 
and cherish it so highly that we can never say, I'm wrong. We know better. And we're going to help you. That's why we have a homeless problem these days. Visit San Francisco if you dare. Uh, what did what do they call uh, Jimmy? You would know this. You kind of grew up near, at least near the farms in Tennessee. Uh-huh. What do they call the boots? Uh, mucking boots? Is that what they call? You know, when you have to go into the stable and oh yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I think you're right. Have you ever even driven near a farm? <laughs> I have. Yes. Are they in, in Britain? They've got a name for woolies or booties or uh, wellies. Well, put on your wellies for the rain. You better do that in San Francisco, or you're gonna ruin your shoes. Why do we allow that? They've got to be able to do whatever that they want to do. Dare to post a video of somebody stealing a package from your front door on next door, and you will get berated. How dare you expose somebody who broke the law on your private property? You say, well, that's just a few people. I say, let's go to Canada. Canadian police warned that posting videos of alleged package thieves could be violation of their privacy. See, there it is. Privacy. The worst behavior in the world is protected by privacy. Hey, paging abortion, anybody? Which is one of the arguments. Privacy. I've got the right to do with my body what I want to do in the confines of my own home, which is ridiculous on the face of it because we know that you can't abuse children in the privacy of your own home. We have to put a seatbelt around our body or we tick it if we don't click it. It's just fallacious. But it's, an, it's another manifestation of, on the one hand, people think it's a high view of anthropology that you have to let everybody do whatever it is that they want to do and choose whatever lifestyle they want to choose. Hey, there's another realm that is using the autonomous self to rewrite the definition of sexuality, marriage family and i would suggest it's a low view of human low view of humans we we that we get together and say hey we need to figure out what is the best for people and we need to help them to achieve that and there could even be times when we've actually got to do something about it where we step in for the person who simply can't function in society instead of letting them roam the streets <sighs> Right now, there, there's a cold snap that, that's going through, has gone through a good part of the South. Uh, it's cold outside. Now, I know, my fellow Minnesotans, you're going, that ain't nothing. We'd actually watch the wind chills. It was like 54 below wind chill. Someplace in North or South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's cold. But that doesn't mean it's not cold here. And people are sitting out in the streets, sleeping. And then they're huddling together often doing drugs, we refuse to have compassion and say, no better. There's a better way. We got to do better for these people. We've got to somehow make their lives as good as they can possibly be because we actually care about humans. Autonomy is a disregard for humanity. Autonomy is not, we love people so much. Why? Because letting somebody do what is reckless That's not loving or kind. Any parent should know that. Let's go back to Canada. People who post security footage of their packages being stolen could face potential defamation charges. (laughs) So you put up a video of the kid swiping your package and you're going to get a defamation charge. Why? Because they have to have privacy. Every person has a right to the respect of his reputation and privacy with no regard to the respect for private property and for people who are towing the line. We overlook that because our anthropology is so deficient because it focuses exclusively on autonomy that everybody else's rights go out the window. And these days in our CRT society, unless you happen to be a complainer who has a lot of intersections, your voice simply cannot, it will not be heard. Video individuals who disseminate pictures of a person without consent could face a variety of civil and criminal proceedings depending on the situation. Cool. Let's go to New York. How's about the high school that barred students from the school 
ordering them to do remote teaching. So the building could serve as a temporary shelter for 2,000 illegal immigrants. What, what, what happened? We've got, we've got such a low view of our own children that, and humanity that we just make upside-down decisions. Uh, everything is backwards because everything is backwards. Priorities are wrong. And one of, one of the reasons is because postmodernism, I'm telling you, it is in full bloom right now in our society. What, what used to be hinted at, sometimes sung about, is now the battle cry. Me, 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 me. And don't you dare squash my desires and shackle me with your puritanical beliefs. And we're seeing that when we kick our kids out of school to put people here who are illegal, marijuana, tied to psychosis, a growing concern for younger users. It can lead to permanent psychiatric disorders. There's a shock. But why do we legalize it? Because we got to let people get stoned if they want to. That is not a high view of anthropology. Autonomy is one of the lowest views of humanity that we can have. And we are seeing it consume our culture. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today and to our ongoing monthly gospel partners. You're the foundation. You're the heartbeat of this mission. You stand firm with us, and it's not just a commitment, but it is a testament to your faith and dedication to spreading the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to millions of people all over the world. And if you haven't yet quite made the leap to joining us as an ongoing monthly gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider doing so? No gimmicks, no punchlines, no hard sales here. I'm, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just giving you an honest to goodness invitation to be part of a mission that is changing lives all over the world. As we stand firm together, unwavering in this purpose, united in this mission, we are able to make a difference for eternity. Wretched.org slash donate is where you can find any answers to any questions you might ever possibly have on what it would look like to become an ongoing monthly gospel partner. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. If you are one of the people who supported our joint effort with the Masters Academy International to get Bibles into the hands of people, you're going to hear a thank you letter from May that perhaps will encourage you that what you did was a very good and lasting thing. I'm one of the recipients of the MacArthur Study Bible. Bible, so generously given with the help of gospel partners. This will help me in my daily study of God's word and will inform, instruct, inspire me in my walk with the Lord, as well as my service to the Lord in my family and my church ministries. How encouraging is that? By the way, if you're not plugged into the Master's Academy International, everything is about long lasting impact. They train pastors in 18, 19 countries and many seminaries around the globe so that pastors can fill empty pulpits and preach. That makes a generational difference. You can learn more about the Master's Academy at wretched.org slash Bible, or if you prefer, wretched.org slash Pastor. Well, 2024 is a crucial election year. The sanctity of life is at the forefront. And while we do celebrate the overturning of Roe, we cannot ignore the surge of pro-choice voices. They are persuasive, but we can and should be more convincing. We have to stand firm, not only in our beliefs, but also in the understanding of the gospel to change hearts and minds. Pro-choice advocates rally voters with misleading arguments. And as Christians, it is our duty to counter these narratives with truth and compassion. Remember, this is not only about politics. It's about protecting the lives of the unborn. The debate has shifted to when instead of should, and now it's time to refocus this conversation. Equip your family and your church with Life is Best, a 13-lesson series that's not just powerful, but a call to action. Order your free digital download and streaming version from the Wretched Store right now. It's available for free during the month of January. You have until January 31st, and we, together, can make a difference. Know your reformers. John Calvin was a French pastor, an author of the Institutes of the Christian Religion. His writings and ministry made Geneva, Switzerland a hotbed of Reformed theology. His institutes are still guiding documents for Reformed churches across the globe. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, Todd. Yeah, Jimmy. Why do you sound well, that your, way? Your timing is is impeccable. Ooh, That's I'm the word telling, I'm thinking. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy. Go ahead. Why, why do you sound that way? Well, it's not because I'm gloating about being right or anything. Oh. I mean, how unhumble, unhumble, how not humble would that be? Um, headline, non-religious Americans are the new abortion voters. Who's coming out en masse to pull the lever for pro-aborts? It is single women. They are energized. Two weeks ago, we announced here on the Wretched Radio program, without being smug, hey, if we don't start becoming pro-life apologists, if we don't start preaching the gospel, winning souls, which will change thinking, voting patterns, people aren't inclined to typically grow more conservative. They're more inclined to grow more licentious, hence liberalism. And if we don't get into the game, and start evangelizing and start persuading people what is in the mother's womb is a whole innocent human being. Look out. People are going to vote for self-interest. This is all about me. And so it is we decided to give away our series Life is Best. It's 13 episodes. You can stream it. You can download it for free right now so you can show it in your church, show it in your youth group. In fact, we saw a picture. Jim Osmond sent a picture from Kootenai. Is that uh, how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Kootenai. Kootenai. I think it's Kootenai. But it's AI. I know. I know. But I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm. Uh, he will let that one slide because he was showing life as best to his youth group. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll never go out and persuade somebody to be pro-life. But maybe that information will help them when no doubt... One of those kids could find themselves in a situation where they're panicking about having a baby and what are we going to do when they consider abortion. We want to be teaching our kids, hey, science affirms what the Bible makes clear. And our intuition says, of course, it's a human being. No doubt that it's actually a growing thing. And you say, well, it doesn't look like a baby yet. And since when is appearance the marker to determine whether somebody should live or die? Are we sure that we want to go by appearance? Are we sure that we want to go by development? So we said, let's give away life is best. And we have been. And Jimmy, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I think about over 2,000 people have already decided. Wow. We'll get that bad boy. It's free. So avail yourself of that resource and show it to your family. It is, it's really good. It's every time I go back to watch it, I think that resource is six years old, maybe something like that. It hasn't aged at all. And it's Scott Klusendorf hosting it. He goes out into the campuses and he actually engages the kids. He actually helps them to see, hey, what, what you are now, you were in your mother's womb, just smaller. Imagine if we had terminated that life. You wouldn't be here. It's powerful. And it deals with issues of privacy. I've got the right to do with my body and the privacy of my own home. It dismantles the violin argument, bodily autonomy. It's outstanding. Please avail yourself of that resource at wretched.org slash life. Wretched.org slash life from 538.com. Non-religious Americans are the new abortion voters. Pew Research found that abortion has become much more important to religiously unaffiliated Americans. Okay, so what do these people need in order to not be energized to vote pro-abortion? They need to become, we'll just use the language that is presented to us, religious. How does somebody become religious? Conversion. How does conversion happen? Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. This is why we need to be evangelizing. It's just, I know, I know the political, there's something about politics that is highly addictive to most of us. I, I, I get it I, because it affects all of us. I get it. But politics is not the headwater. It is downstream. Religion is at the headwater. It flows out of people's belief system. 
And people who do not believe in Jesus Christ are way more inclined to vote abortion because it allows for bodily autonomy. I want the procreative act to have no procreative consequences. And they are going to vote wrongly. Got to evangelize. If you research, becoming less, less of a critical concern for white evangelicals. Raw, if I recall, because we saw a different survey last week, the, the, the number of, of pro-abort, non-religious people, their concern about abortion skyrocketed. The concern for evangelicals, white, pink, or otherwise, down 7%. Uh-oh. That means those evangelicals are going to vote based on their personal concerns. And if they, and we know that the evangelical community is loaded with false converts, want to make sure that they can go about the business of being frisky without consequences, uh, if we don't get engaged, we're... It is going to be a blue tidal wave. Get ready. Uh, the, the whole election stealing, forget it. it just, that's going to be like, pfft, because people are going to vote for licentiousness. Religiously unaffiliated people are worried about this issue in a way that they weren't before Dobbs. So here's the, oh, I've got it right. I guess that survey last week is actually being held in my never before nicotine stained fingers. Religiously unaffiliated people that say now, abortion, that is very important to me, up 32%. Whoa. I don't know why we have to do the black-white thing, but black Protestant up 26%. White non-evangelical Protestants up 17%. Hispanic Catholics up 11%. White Catholics up 9%. White evangelicals down 7%. We just don't see it as being important anymore. And it is important. And, and maybe, just maybe, if you've had a lot of steam building up in your pot, then you're ready to boil over because you just got to do something about the craziness. Here's something you can do. You can do this. You can become a pro-life apologist. You, you can get life is best. Watch it. You'll win the argument. You can go and get... To help with evangelizing. We we that's why we that's why we do Witness Wednesday every week here. I'm not by any means perfect at evangelism. That seems pretty self-evident, even to me. Uh, but why do we do it? So that we can all go out and do it. That's how you win elections. That's how a nation gets changed. We can do something. And well. How providential is this? It happens to be in perfect alignment with what the Bible says we're supposed to do. On Sunday, the sermon text was Matthew 3. It was the humble boldness of John the Baptist. He was a humble man. There's there's no question about it. It's baked into the text. He was willing to do open-air preaching. It was always considered weird. It's not just 21st century. Open-air preaching was always kind of, who's that kook out there? Trust me, I know. He dressed Oddly, his diet was a poor man's banquet of locusts and honey. He was a humble man, but he was also bold. He was willing to call it out to be one crying in the wilderness. Hey, you're doing it wrong. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. We got to find that boldness. We got to have the humility. That's for sure. And we got to have boldness. It's fascinating to me. That John the Baptist was simultaneously both. There's a way to do it. It ain't easy. We've got to be simultaneously meek and gentle while being bold and courageous when we are speaking the truth. So that means we don't have to go running around with fire in our eyes and signs that condemn people by telling them to turn or burn. But we've got to find the courage to say, hey, um, friend, may I share something really amazing with you? And you get to share the law and the gospel, the greatest news that there is. It's the one that John the Baptist pointed to and said, here's, here's, the, here's the mightier one. Here, here's the one that we, the long expected prophet. Look at him because he's amazing. We got to find that courage. We got to do it in a way that is humble. 
60% of white evangelical Christians believe abortion is becoming less available. Uh, it's, it's actually a good thing for society. Okay, that's 40% who don't. 78% of unaffiliated Americans say it's been a negative development. In other words, they are hot, hot, hot. And evangelicals on the life issue are getting meh, meh, meh. Unaffiliated Americans, non-religious people are much more united in support for legal abortion than white evangelicals are in opposition. 84 to 74% respectively. And who are the youngest, strongest supporters? You got it. Single women. Do you know any single women? You might want to share life as best with them. Do you know anybody who's religiously unaffiliated? Might want to share the gospel with them. Otherwise, I hope you like the color blue. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. Books of the Bible. 2 Corinthians is Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church, written about one year later. Since Paul had last written, some false apostles had snuck in and began to question Paul's authority. There are many who claim authority in the church, but those called by Christ will bear the marks of Christ, which are humility and reliance upon Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Would you like to hear what a snake sounds like? I meditate on the word day and night. And whatever I do, prosper. This is Wretched Radio. That is the voice of the now-dead health and wealth prosperity preacher known as T.B. Joshua. If you don't live below the equator, you probably never heard the name of this false teacher from Nigeria who amassed tens of millions of dollars by bilking people, poor people in Nigeria, by making promises the Bible doesn't offer that you'll have perfect health, that God will make you wealthy. And yet this man mysteriously died just a couple of years ago at the age of 57 of undisclosed causes. Well, that's the strangest thing because a preacher, heal thyself. But we know that these men are deceived and deceiving others. And you might be asking, why would we bring up a subject of a false teacher who's no longer terrorizing people in Nigeria and around the globe, but because of the BBC, a brand new documentary that dives deep into what has been obvious and known to anybody who actually watches the guy preach. And I got to tell you something, watching him preach, oh, these preening, pompous, premeditated false preachers, they just, uh, okay, he's walking around the stage. You need to applaud for me. That's the cue. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, better applaud. He walks around the huge platform. For me, I meditate on the way, day and night, and whatever I do, prosper. In other words, if you want to be prosperous like me, look at me and do what I say. Unfortunately, people died because of this man, as you will soon hear, courtesy of the BBC. People were made poorer by this man. People were increasing. Those who might have been saved wobbled in their faith. And those who were simply checking out Christianity repulsed by a man who preened and posed and promised lies is what they what they actually were. And he died mysteriously because, hey, that's going to undermine the cred of any prosperity, health, wealth preacher. His wife took over the ministry, of course. But now the BBC is exposing what John the Baptist described as a snake, a viper. Now, these days in evangelical Christianity, most people would blanch at Matthew chapter 3 when John the Baptist scorched the scribes and the Pharisees who came out from Jerusalem to see the show, to find out what's going on out here. And John the Baptist greeted them with a flamethrower. Who told you to come out here? You brood of vipers. Hi-oh. I think it was an allusion to Genesis 3, 
the serpentine snake known as Satan. Well, these, these were their offspring. And that's exactly what Jesus called them in his lengthy intercourse, the discourse that took place in John for chapters, berating them as sons of the devil. Your father is the devil. Now, why such fierce language? Well, let's consider what a snake does. With a few exceptions, most of us go, most of us are afraid. I remember when we moved from above the Mason-Dixon line to the south. You hear about a new region. This is what you can expect. Nobody told us about the allergies. Thank you very much. But people did warn us about the spiders and the snakes. Whether Jim Stafford was involved in the conversation or not, irrelevant because there's a lot of spiders and snakes here. And honestly, it made it sound like you could turn any corner in downtown Atlanta and be bitten by something. We just all have kind of an innate about snakes. Why? Because they poison. And, and, and the death that that toxic poison causes is torturous. It's a miserable way to go. They poison and they kill. And that's why John the Baptist called them snakes. Now, I mean, a lot of evangelicals would, frankly, Thomas Jefferson, Matthew chapter 3. Whoa, we don't want to call people that. Well, we do want to be careful when it comes to name calling, but we do have permission from John the Baptist, from Jesus, and from the Apostle Paul to rightly call names mostly toward, I think the rule is, false teachers. I, I don't see name calling of individuals who are just tripping along following a false teacher like TB Joshua, but the Bible is 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 not shy about calling things as they are. False teachers are snakes. They're deceivers. They kill people. And that is precisely what the BBC uncovered. Prepare to go into the who world of TB Joshua, the Nigerian televangelist. How did he do what he did? They uncovered six ways this guy deceived people into giving them money. And if you are following another person who is promising you healing, you need to know they are up to the same chicanery. There's nothing different. Justin Peters has exposed this regularly. He's gone to these healing crusades. And the modus operandi of multimillionaire TB Joshua, the same as any of them. It's, it's all a staged show. And people are getting hurt by this. By the way, Justin Peters is going to be joining us in a couple of weeks here in the ATL. We're actually going to do a, well, so far it's 13 <laughs> a lecture series, 13 lectures on discernment. How to go about the business of identifying and speaking biblically about these people. By the way, does speaking biblically about a false teacher always mean calling them a name like Viper? No, but we do have permission to use it when applicable. When you hear what went on at this ministry, uh, it was called the Synagogue Church of All Nations, SCOEN. Number one, they had what they called the emergency department responsible for making the so-called miracles look real. Hey, I remember this is this is now some people they see they just don't know how to read the Bible in, in the book of Philippalations, Paul had an emergency department and Jesus. Well, that's what the disciples really were, his emergency department to make sure that the miracles actually look like miracles when they weren't. This is where the sick who came to be healed would be screened. And the team would decide who should be filmed and prayed for by the man of God, as he liked to be called. And he, this is a quote. Most of these are quotes from the people who worked inside of the ministry. Any cancerous situation, they send them away. Then people who had normal open wounds that can heal, they bring them in to present it as cancer. Lies. Only a select group of trusted disciples were allowed to work in the emergency department. See, there I had it, Jimmy. The disciples were the emergency department. I knew I knew how to read my Bible. They would write placards for each follower to hold, detailing their made-up or exaggerated ailment. 
when it was time to meet the man of God, they would stand in line in front of the cameras to supposedly be healed. But guess what else was involved with this show? Drugs. Every foreign visitor who came to the church to be healed had to fill out a medical report detailing their illness and medication they were currently prescribed. Why? Because TB Joshua would tell everybody, if you've got enough faith, stop taking your medications. And they knew the liability involved in that. Without their knowledge, they would put those drugs in their fruit drinks. Huh? And they were urged to drink the cocktail that had been blessed by Joshua. Visitors that were there would not become unwell, was the idea. Just keep giving them their medication while they're on campus so that they don't fall sick and think that we're what we are, charlatans. And you've got to be asking the question right now, did these people not know what they were doing? As you will hear from the BBC expose, they really thought they were doing good. They were deceived and deceiving others. 1990s, AIDS had reached epidemic levels in sub-Saharan Africa. And Joshua told the, the folks who had AIDS to stop taking their medication when they return home. Quote, I know people who died because they didn't take their medicine. Mm-hmm. A volunteer said it was the promise that you could supernaturally receive whatever healing you wanted. Stop taking your medication and just believe. Liars. Brainwashing. Number three, the same volunteer said she never had any doubts. I thought we were seeing miracles. I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing. I saw someone walk out of a wheelchair. Well, there's a reason for that. The BBC exposed they had lots of wheelchairs. Whether you needed one or not, you got into it. <laughs> so this charlatan would have people get out of a wheelchair, even though they didn't need one in the first place. Hey, there's a miracle of Todd White proportions. Please note, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus, he chooses the disciples. He's preaching about the kingdom of God, teaching people about the kingdom of heaven, and doing what? Healing people. And it lists all kinds of organic illnesses. I mean the big stuff. No smoke and mirrors. Real signs and wonders. TB Joshua, total fraud. This is Wretched Radio. So you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches internationally? Well, then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. You have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word. When we support a man coming out of TMAI, we know not only that he is properly trained, but we know that he will still be supervised. Would you please join TMAI, the Master's Academy International, in advancing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe. It's a magnificent ministry, and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. Now, I want to speak to those of you who regularly purchase from Wretched.org. Here's something I do want you to take some time and think over. While we appreciate you and everyone who purchases from the Wretched store, what if you could go from being a loyal customer to someone on the inside, an exclusive member? Here's what I mean by that. Think about going to Starbucks. You go to Starbucks every single morning. You know the people there. They love you. They cherish you. They value you. But what if you went one day from being just a loyal customer to someone who knew the secret menu? We want you in the inner circle to help us create content that reaches millions all over the world. There's no secret handshakes to this inner circle, just a heart for the gospel and a passion for sharing it. So if you would prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner, we would certainly appreciate it and welcome you into the club. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms 
of all three of my kids. The sonogram or the, the pictures that are taken of babies, still a profoundly helpful tool, which encourages me to encourage you to consider supporting Preborn Ministries. Preborn Ministries and their network clinics, they are giving away free ultrasounds to women, but they do cost something. It's $28 an ultrasound. And just as you heard Governor DeSantis say, his view of life was profoundly changed when he saw the baby in the womb. When you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat, would you please consider supporting Preborn? It's a great ministry of life. It has a high anthropology, shares the gospel with women and with the dads. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 1735. The Great Awakening under Jonathan Edwards stirs the American colonies with many conversions and individual returns to heartfelt faith. Because of this awakening, a number of divinity schools were founded, including Princeton, Dartmouth, and Rutgers. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Meditate on the Word of God. Day and night, no matter how unsteady your life appear to be, meditate on the way. Todd. Day and night. Todd. And whatever you do, <laughs> what, Jimmy? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was just listening to TB Joshua. What a snooze. What a charlatan. What a showman. And you and I do well to stoke some righteous indignation toward false teachers because they're snakes who poison and hurt people. And that is precisely what the BBC expose on one TB Joshua, one of the richest televangelists in the world, has exposed. The guy, it was just a liar. He didn't care about people. They were merchandise. Hey, wait a second. That's exactly how the Bible describes the modus operandi of the false teacher. They make merchandise out of people. And there's something wrong with the evangelical community that doesn't get a little bit incensed about this. That doesn't sound a little bit more like John the Baptist who called false teachers a brood of vipers. Got to tell you. If you read Matthew chapter 3, which was the subject of the sermon that we preached on on Sunday at Alpharetta Bible Church, if you read it carefully and dive into what John the Baptist was actually saying to these Jewish leaders, whoa. Okay, Jimmy, let me just give you an idea of of what John the Baptist was saying. Okay. You people from Tennessee (laughs) are dead on the inside. Mm-hmm. He kind of hits a little, a little bit, look close. What, yeah, well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It was, it was that pointed. Now he may have been pointing to rocks in the Judean wilderness when he said, "You, I'm paraphrasing. You think that you're children of Abraham? God could raise up from these stones, children of Abraham." Wow, you Jews, you religious Jews, you're dead on the inside. You are as innate as these stones are. It could have also been an allusion to Gentiles, us, because we're dead. We're, we're, we're inert. But he's he's going to raise us up, which, by the way, had already been revealed in the Gospel of Matthew. And what, don't forget that the Magi were Gentiles who were the first to greet the newborn king. They were not Jewish people. That's Matthew's another, that's just another little detail that should have really provoked the Jews to go, and what, what, what's the deal with the Gentiles? Which is the mystery revealed that God is going to save all nations. That was his plan all along. And Jesus, even traveling through Samaria, we see that in Matthew chapter 4, that, that yes, he came for the children of Israel. But because they were not prepared, their paths were crooked, they didn't receive him. And John the Baptist was attempting to get them to ask Jesus into their heart. I'm sorry, that is wrong. It actually says to repent. 
is what the command was. Turn from your sins as they confess them and were being baptized. And John the Baptist then blistered the scribes and Pharisees who came out to check out what was happening with this madman in the Judean wilderness. Well, what's, what's happening now? Why are people going out to see him and not to see us, you brood of vipers? You, you dead stones. Ooh. And you and I can't just overlook that and say, well, John the Baptist was kind of a wild-eyed, fiery crazy. If you think John the Baptist was bold, Jesus was bolder still. What John the Baptist alluded to, Jesus opened up in vivid descriptors of false teachers. And then Paul does likewise. And don't forget about Jude. Don't forget about 2 Peter and dealing with false teachers. I'm not suggesting that our entire lives should be dedicated to just hacking on false teachers. But I am encouraging us to stop seeing them and just going, yeah, there's there's another one. They're bad for people. As nice as they appear, they hurt people. How many people have drained the inheritance that they had amassed for their children and grandchildren because of the deception of a false teacher? How many people were crushed spiritually because they went to a healing revival only to be left behind the bleachers where nobody could see them because this guy can heal as just as just as well as Jimmy can drain a 30-foot basketball shot. I think that's uh, is that how you say it? Drain a 30-foot basketball? I'd, I'd be careful. I'd be careful with that, Todd. You're pretty good at horse, are you? <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. They hurt people. They deceive people. The BBC revealing how they go about doing what they do, you should know. They bribe people. Some disciples allege they were charged with finding people who needed money to pretend to be sick. When they went outside of Nigeria with the TB Joshua crusade, they'd go to the poor parts of the city looking for people in poverty. We'd say, quote, we need you to just act out this particular scene and we'll pay you. Wow. We put him into hotels, got him cleaned up. They came, did what they did. We gave them their money and moved on. Before the service, they would tell Joshua which rows they had planted these people and what clothes they were wearing so he would know how to perform his supposed miracles. All deception. And this guy knew about it. And he too was deceived. That's usually the, the, the ponderance that we have. Are these prosperity people genuine? Yeah, they really, they think that they're doing good. They, they really buy it. But they're deceived also. Number five, how these hacks get away with it. Fake medical certificates. Well, this is interesting because those of us who have been critical of ministries like TB Joshua's said, prove it. Come on, prove it. Matthew chapter 4, as if Matthew, to help us understand what these leg lengtheners are doing, describes Jesus. His fame went out throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. Those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them because he could. He healed organic illnesses instantaneously. As we've been hearing from the BBC, these people, they go through a lot of effort to deceive a lot of people. In 2000, Nigerian journalist, I can't pronounce the name, reported these medical certificates were fake. They lie. Because we've asked, produce the, let's, Here's, here's the challenge to the false teacher who claims that they can heal people. Cool. Let's do it. We will happily gather together people who are genuinely sick with, you know, x-rays and MRIs. And then we'll, then you can do your heal and voodoo. And then we'll do the x-ray and the MRI again. And let's see how you did. They won't do it. They just, they just won't because they can't do it. Jesus could. Jesus did. Number six, video manipulation. Editing in post. The miracles were filmed, edited to make it look like the supposed healing had happened instantaneously. 
footage was spliced together to show, <laughs> hey, look, it happened right away. But according to the people on the inside, sometimes those films were shot months or even a year apart because he can't heal, period, let alone instantaneously, let alone organic illnesses. You know, okay, all right. Has anything good come out of Todd White's ministry? Yeah, a lot of, lot of people now have level legs because that's the extent of the miracle that he performs. Anything that they did not want viewers to see was cut away. It was all organized. <sighs> Chances are, are pretty high that anybody listening to this here Wretched Radio program are not under the deception of a Benny Hinn, a Ken Copeland, etc. But you probably know somebody who is. Maybe a loved one. I can't, I can't tell you how many believers I meet. I'm sure Justin Peters, it's far more. Their, their parents, they, they, just, uh, they are just totally under the sway of these mesmerizers. Because that's what they are. This preaching, which I mock, this is a show. Just Your business, your, your life, your career, your marriage. You see, when something is like this, you cannot enjoy it. If my life, if I continue working like this, I cannot enjoy myself. So this is how business, some many business today. He's kind of preening and dancing. I'm not exactly sure why, but it puts people under their sway. They speak slowly and then pause as if they have just spoken from the top of the mountain, all designed to hoodwink people. They are vipers. And the evangelical community would do well to become more like John the Baptist, to become more like Paul, and to become more like Jesus. Got to point them out. Remember, we still do it with humility. We don't have anything that hasn't been given to us. But if we love people, if we love the truth, if we love God, and if we love even false teachers, we'll call them as they are. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.